Welcome to An Epiphany with Tiffany. My name is Tiffany and this is my podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about why I feel like we crave relationships. If you listened to last episode, I promised that that would be the topic. If you haven't listened to last episode, stop this one now and go back and listen because they definitely connect together. So today is a little bit more of a free-for-all, meaning I haven't planned out much of what I'm going to say. I don't have a whole lot of notes. I just kind of know the topic I want to talk about. So with that said, there might be a few more ums or me kind of pausing to collect my thoughts. There might even be some random background noise because I'm not currently home alone. So if that happens, I apologize ahead of time, but I'm not really going to edit this episode down. Whatever comes out is going to come right off the cuff. I noticed listening back to the last couple episodes, I kind of sound a little pre-planned, so I don't want to do that. This episode is going to be fun. All right, so why do I think we crave relationships? Well, back in 2013, that seems so freaking long ago, um, I was in Arizona for a semester of my undergrad, and I was at Arizona Christian University, and I was in um, a couple of different biblical studies classes, as well as like a world I think it was technically World Religions um, class, and it was pretty funny because, well, funny and ironic, I guess, but, you know, that's the way that God works sometimes. (laughs) So, there were these um, different topics that were happening on the same day within these classes, and it was just one of those moments where... God was like, hello, I'm trying to catch your attention. And I was like, okay, I'm listening. (laughs) But the one professor was talking about how, you know, Adam and Eve, and we was talking about the garden and just trying to get us to think about what that would feel like for them that having this relationship with God and, you know, you made this one choice and all of a sudden that's severed in the sense that, you know, they, I'm trying to remember exactly how he worded it. So they had this close relationship with God because, you know, God would walk with them in the garden. Right. And then once sent into the world, that was taken away in that form. God is still with us, obviously. Um, but, you know, it was more of a communion at that point in time because God was present in the physical form, walking in the garden. And once Adam and Eve were removed from the garden, that went away. So that kind of stuck with me. I was like, oh, you know, I never thought about it from that perspective of how, you know, how different that would be for them, 
because obviously that's how it has always been for us, right? So we were used to not having like the physical presence of God, right? But that was not what they had. They had the physical presence of God and, you know, that got screwed up. (laughs) So anyway, now on to my other class, we were talking about um, relationships and how we crave connection. And I was just kind of sitting there in class going, huh? Like, so, you know, if I'm thinking about this from Adam and Eve's perspective of having that connection with God and then all of a sudden being severed, you know, like, no wonder now we as their descendants, like descent, descendants, obviously, but um, we crave that. We crave that kind of connection. We we look for it in, you know, sometimes all the wrong places. Um, we look for it in others. We look for the validation from somebody else. Or, um, you know, we're trying to find our worth in how other people see us. And so it's just sitting there in class and it just kind of, it honestly overwhelmed me a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, it's not difficult, I guess, eh, difficult's kind of not the right word, but I feel like most of us have this need to feel connection right, or to feel validated by the people around us, or, you know, just have this sense of familiarity and, like, family and love, so it's not hard to, um, you know, I guess, make that correlation between why we do certain things (laughs) or why we're attracted to certain people. Um, Even if those people aren't necessarily the best for us. (laughs) So, you know, because we all on some level validate these feelings, whether they're not, like, whether they're negative things like I'm not worth it or whatever, you know, on some level, we all validate that in other people or even the feeling of worthiness, like we can validate that in somebody else too. So it's not difficult to understand why that whole, you know, for lack of a better word, is there If you grew up in the church, uh, you've probably seen the depiction of, like, the big chasm, right? And the cross that's in the middle of the chasm that separates humanity from God. So, that's just kind of like what I picture now when I think about relationships and how... God sent Jesus to the world to fill that gap 
right? He is our relationship connector now. He's the one that allows for us to come back into relationship with God. So my professor actually talked about that and how without Jesus, you know, like we wouldn't have that, the ability to have that kind of relationship with God. And I just kind of like to think of it that way with my friendships and with my family and stuff. So, you know, like if you're in a relationship, whether that's a friendship or a romantic relationship and you're not feeling like you're being fulfilled in that relationship, it's probably because you're looking at the relationship in the wrong way. <laughs> um, you know, like you can have great relationships with people and, you know, friendships, like let's just say friendships. Like I have a couple of really good girlfriends and some good guy friends uh, too, but <laughs> I'm specifically talking about my girlfriends. So, you know, there's a couple that I've had friendships with for a really long time. So, you know, our relationships have been through the ringer. And when I kind of reflect back on those relationships and look at the times where we may or may not have been, or well, let's just be honest, we weren't on the same page, so we were fighting about something. Because, <laughs> you know, girls fight. Um, some kind of disagreement or whatever. So when I think about those times and I kind of reflect on where I personally was at with my relationship with God. And, you know, there's a correlation between my lack of time in the word or my lack of time in worship or my lack of time in prayer and the issues that were happening within those relationships. Now, it wasn't like, you know, always just because of my you know, my relationship issues with God, you know, in all honesty, it was probably theirs as well. So because we, as friends, as friends were out of communion with God, that was also causing issues within our relationship, right? Now, the opposite is true as well, where there have been times where either I've come to a friend and said, hey, you know, I just been kind of noticing this stuff. I want to talk to you about it. You know, whatever the situation may be or was. And because of where that friend was, it wasn't received well. You know, and I haven't always been the most tactful. <laughs> I've learned to be more tactful as I've gotten older. But when I was younger, not so great. So, you know, when those kinds of situations have happened and I just think about it and I'm like, wow, that makes a lot of sense that, you know, of course we weren't on the same page because we were kind of doing our own thing and we weren't in communion with um, God. Therefore, we couldn't be in the proper kind of communion with each other. So, you know, I'm talking about that with friendships, right? 
Now, let's think about that in like a romantic relationship. Whether you're dating somebody or you're married or even if you're just interested in somebody and you kind of haven't maybe crossed over to that line of officially dating. Like if there's issues there, it all comes back to where you as an individual are at with your relationship with God, where that other person is at with their relationship with God, and then where you both are at together. It all comes down to that connection, like that triangle. You know, I've talked or I've heard it talked about at many weddings because I've been to, I feel like a thousand at this point. I know that's exaggerated, but I've been to a lot of weddings. Um, so, you know, how there's the Bible verse that always gets used is escaping my mind what the reference is right this second. But uh, the three chords that are joined together, right? And, you know, what God has brought together, let no man bring us under. Or is that? Yeah, that's paraphrased. Um, <laughs> so... You know, if you think about that in a triangle, right? Like, if you've been to a wedding, I'm sure most pastors have used, like, the triangle um, where God is the tip of the head of the triangle and the man and the woman are the bases of the triangle, right? And if you don't, if you're not all connected together, there's going to be issues. So, when my professor was bringing this up, that's what they used to. They used the triangle. Um, and... I was sitting there and I was like, wow, because I'm, so I'm a visual person. I'm an auditory, but also visual person. So when they chose to, you know, kind of present it this way in the triangle form, and they also even like used like red lines and stuff because they had it drawn up on the board. So they used like different lines and stuff to kind of represent like if there's a sin issue so like the, you know, say it was me and I was dating somebody or I'm married, but I'm not. Anyway, so like, we'll just figuratively example. So if, you know, say I'm married, right? And I have an, I have a sin issue. So like my relationship with God isn't as strong as it could be. And, you know, so there's like this red line or like a block a blockade between me and God, right? And so there's, you know, that at some point is going to cause issues with my husband. Same thing if he's got some sin issues in his life and, you know, there's some blockades there. There's going to cause issues between, you know, the between us. So the other thing too that, the professor brought up is, you know, that us ladies <laughs> um, tend to, um, let me figure out how to word this, tend to put a lot of stock in our man. So if, you know, we put our guy up on a pedestal, right? And again, we're thinking about the triangle here. So let's say that I'm the left of the triangle, like the base of the left, and I start I start to replace my time with God um, with more time with my husband, and I start to kind of walk towards my husband instead of trying to walk towards God, right? 
So the triangle becomes not a normal triangle and then it starts things start to fall apart. Same thing can be said if the guy puts us on a pedestal and you know he starts spending way too much time focusing on us instead of the proper amount of time focusing on God. So you know anytime that's off balance there's going to be problems. Right? Just like the same thing if there's like a sin issue that's blocking us from God. And even if that, like, especially if that sin issue is something that our partner doesn't know about too. So like there can be even a blockade. And so then like, if it's me, I'm off over here on the, my little part of the triangle all by my lonesome. So of course I'm going to be angry and frustrated and feeling like I'm not worthy or, you know, whatever those emotions might be. Right. So, of course, it's going to cause problems just all around. And so the way that the professor was, like, kind of bringing this up, you know, he he said that the reason the triangle, you know, is a great representation is because it's equal parts. Well, yes, God is the head. It's still perfectly balanced. And that just hit me in a whole new way. I was like, wow, wow, like what? <laughs> okay, God, I hear you. Yes, I just kind of wanted to share that. And I hope that, you know, it has made some kind of impact on people. Again, this isn't just like romantic relationships. Like we can't have communion as a body of Christ if, there's issues, you know, like if we're upset at a family member or a friend or a significant other or, you know, or we have some deep-rooted shame or something that is causing us to feel like, oh, they don't love me because they know about this, which is bullcrap. Just, that's, that's a lie. Straight from the devil. Anyway. Um, or should be a lie straight from the devil because we should love each other no matter what, right? <laughs> Unconditional love. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so when we get wrapped up in, in those, those things and we're not communing with God, we can't commune with each other. I'm just going to let that one kind of sit for a second. I'm going to repeat it. If we are not communing properly with God, we cannot properly commune with each other. Yeah, that one was a pretty big, like, mind-blowing moment sitting there in class in Arizona. And, again, like, when I reflect back on things in my life in different situations, it's like, whoa. <laughs> Again, no wonder these issues were there because either I wasn't in communion with God or both of us weren't in communion with God, so therefore our relationship suffered. So again, if you're in a relationship and things might not be how you want, like go to God, take that all to him, and then also go to the other person. But you had to go to the other person from a place of respect, a place of love. You can't go at them angry. 
And that's coming from a girl who has not always done that very well. I'm very reactive. <laughs> very, very reactive. And, you know, it's hard to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, well, why am I feeling this way? You know, um, is it me? Is it okay for me to have these feelings? Because, of course, feelings are valid, right? But they're also not the end all. So, you know, to just take that time and sit before reacting. <sighs> I'm so bad at that. But, you know, I'm learning. <laughs> um, definitely been getting a few lessons in that lately. Which just kind of tells me that you know, again, it's something that I will probably always have to work on. Um, but, you know, when you have those moments where you do take time to kind of sit back and reflect and go, okay, is this because I'm not in communion with God? Or maybe you went to a friend and brought up something that they weren't willing to hear yet. You know, that's not just you. That's not always on you. That's what they got going on. So <laughs> I was talking to a friend last night, ironically, about a situation where they approached a fellow believer and, you know, in love and was trying to bring up some stuff and how that person who did the approaching was kind of feeling like, am I crazy because of how this other person reacted? Well, <laughs> again, no, because that reaction was probably just that that person was not ready to hear what was being said, right? Because again, we don't like our crap pointed out, right? Like we don't, we want to hide that stuff because if we have shame or, you know, we have sin that is prevalent in our life at that moment and we're trying to hide it from God because, you know, we think we're smart and we can do that. Um, or, you know, like, just whatever the situation may be and we're trying to cover that up and somebody comes to us and points out either that issue or something else that is still an issue in our life, of course we're going to react. We're going to get defensive. We're going to be like, whoa, 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 no. Um, you crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. But, you know, I've had that happen many times. And, you know, at some point you just got to realize, like, when you're coming to somebody in love and you're not coming out of, you know, any other, anything else other than that, if they react badly, you still did your part. Right? You still did what you should do as a believer. And how they take that, that's on them. That's not on you. And I've heard that, oh, I've been told that so many times. <sighs> so many, so many times. Um, you know, because I've been that person too that hasn't reached out to somebody and gone like, hey, you know, I kind of I kind of noticed that you seem a little off. I just want to make sure everything's okay, right? And then come to find out that this person was struggling this whole time 
you know, and I didn't do anything. I didn't go to them. I wasn't supportive. Um, you know, again, situations, situations differ, but if you're coming at it from love and you're not coming at it just to like put this person down, you know, you're not in the wrong, right? Like if we're trying to correct believers, um, because that is our job as believers, if you didn't know that, go read the Bible. It is our job to correct other believers, especially if we see them like off the freaking deep end. Okay, sorry, I'm getting off on a little bit of a rant here. <laughs> anyway, if you're doing the, if you're coming to that person in love, you're not the wrong. You really aren't. And their reaction is proof of that. You know, because there's, there's one or two reactions, right? There's the reaction of, okay, you're right. Like, thank you for bringing this up to me. You know, like, man, I love you. I got you, bro. Like, or whatever the situation is. <laughs> but then there's the other side, right? Where they get really angry and they're like, you crazy. That's not me. That's, you know, I'm not doing that. And basically people need to step up to my level or whatever. Again, it all comes down to how we're approaching the situation, too. And we can't be held accountable for how somebody responds to us. There's another epiphany for you. <laughs> uh, I kind of like these free-for-all things. They're just stuff that starts to flow out. So anyway, um, yeah, if... Again, if you feel like there's any issues between you and somebody, either in your family or just another loved one, think about it. You know, are you out of relationship with God? Are they out of relationship with God? And that's why, you know, you guys aren't meshing right. I've also talked about um, in past episodes, like, how, how important communication is in any relationship, friendship, family romantic communication and if you're not communicating with God on a daily basis and you're not communicating with your partner on a daily basis that just leaves uh, just leaves so much opening for the enemy right so people talk to each other again that's another topic <laughs> it's gonna be next episode of I feel like how to properly communicate um because like I mentioned before, people don't know how to properly communicate. And we need to work on that as a group, as humanity. We need to learn how to communicate. Anyway, I'm going to rein this back in and I'll stop ranting. If you found value in this episode, <laughs> let me know. Comment, share it, text me if you have my number. Yeah, this was a fun one. I hope it wasn't like too all over the place. <laughs> and as always, thanks for listening. Hope you all have a blessed day. Whether you're listening to this in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, or late at night.
doesn't matter. I hope that you are blessed. I hope that you are actively seeking a relationship with God. So that way you can actively seek relationships with others. All right, y'all. Have a good one.